Hello and welcome to Book Besties, the podcast where I read popular books story by story, chapter by chapter, just for you. So get up to listen to some interesting story full of fun, magic and much more. Hey guys, I'm back with another chapter and before we start this, um, I'm telling you to listen to the previous episode because you won't really understand the story of this one if you don't listen to that one. So just before you start this, go listen to that episode, the previous one. Okay, so this one is called The Excavation. Somehow the news spread like wildfire that night and the next morning many men and women gathered at the site with digging equipment in hand. Shankar Master, who was already at the site, instructed everyone, Be very careful. Remove the mud gently. The first task is to make a small path so that we can move around easily and maybe fit in a luggage auto as well. The work began in full swing. The sun was getting warmer and soon it started getting hot. Meanwhile, Alji called for a meeting at home with the women of the village. After everyone arrived, she suggested, No one is paying the men and women to help with the work at the site. The least we can do is provide them with good food and water. We should give them breakfast, lunch and drinks like buttermilk and tea. If you all agree with me, I'll convert my backyard into a makeshift kitchen. I request you all to come in the morning so that we can divide the work every day. I want everyone to be involved. The children can give everyone drinking water and collect the garbage. Let's not use plastic plates. I will get some banana leaves from our farm and the workers can eat on them. Nuni was surprised. Aji had turned into the commander of an army and was spewing orders to everyone. She seemed to have forgotten about the aches in her knees. When Nuni reached the site, she was glad to find everyone happy and excited. The environment was almost festive. Someone had already set up a shamiana and plastic chairs for people to sit. Aja was the first one to sit there and watch the proceedings keenly. Hanume Gauda monitored everyone and Shankar Master came now and then to get Aja's advice and opinion on the work being done. Amit and a few others were in charge of garbage collection, while Nuni was responsible for distributing the water bottles. Medha settled down at a distance and started working on some new sketches quietly. An hour later, Abdul Rashid phoned Shankar Master and said, It'll take a few days to get permission from the state. I've also made a few calls to the central government asking for help. But while the government follows its process, I've decided to come to the village along with four of my assistants so that we can start the work unofficially. The summer season is better for excavation and I want to begin now rather than later when the rainy season is upon us. Unfortunately, we don't have a budget allocated for the project yet. That is my main concern. Shankar Master handed over the phone to Aja who said, Please come. We don't want to delay this project under any circumstances. I have an additional house where you and your assistants can stay. We will take complete care of your accommodation and food. But I request you to bring your instruments since we may not have the right tools for you here. If we can help you by escalating this to someone, then let me know. And then we can try and talk to them to Hanume Gaura. We have already started clearing up the area, but we won't excavate or touch anything until your team gets here. Abdul Rashid was extremely pleased with Aja's answer and promised to come as soon as he could. Within two days, the workers had removed so much mud that they could see some pillars and a step. Next morning, Abdul Rashid drove into Aja's driveway with a big van and four assistants.
That afternoon, the excavation team visited the site. They were extremely surprised to see the interest and help being provided by everyone in the village. Abdul Rashid was experienced and well-versed in history. He looked around the site and said, If you can get more volunteers, then we can finish the job in a short period of time. I'm so happy to see the village working as a team. Ajay and Hanumi Gavra smiled. They were proud of their community and the village. Then, Abdul Rashid's team started unpacking their toolkits. All the children gathered around them curiously. The team took out a few brushes and some instruments. One of the men began taking measurements while the other started clicking away with his camera. Under their instructions, the workers removed more of the rubble and continued with the same work in the entire day. For the next few weeks, the workers and Rashid's team toiled tirelessly. In time, they uncovered more steps and pillars, but the most exciting discovery was that of the small temples between the pillars. And then the real work began from the top to bottom, just like any other excavation. The team was keen to see if they could find coins, earthenware, skeletons, gold, inscriptions or copper plates. Coins would indicate the time or era of the construction of the temple. Coins could also give the information about the ruler or the wealth of the land. Stone inscriptions would give more details about the temple, when it was built and in whose memory it was constructed. As they brushed out the details, 16 pillars were discovered on the first floor. Every pillar was carved out of black stone and was different in design. The polish was so immaculate that it looked like it, it had been done in recent times, almost like it had been done by a machine. Within a few days, it was clear that the structure was rectangular and opened up to the sky. What could this be? asked Aja. I think it's a well. If it was a complete temple, then it would have definitely had a roof, said Abdul Rashid. The first small temple was in the corner of a large platform and faced eastwards. There were well laid out steps and hand railings on both sides of the platform. The temple itself was small in size and the name of the deity was written on the top, Chandra Shekhar and Shailaja, different names for Lord Shiva and the goddess Parvati. Rashid scanned the script of the letters and concluded that the temple would be at least a thousand years old. The platform molded into a vault with a running storyline. The first story was of Lord Shiva killing an elephant demon and dancing. After a few days, the second platform became visible. It had another temple, that of the goddess Saraswati holding a book and a veena. Saraswati was written on top and there was a pictorial description of her different poses on the wall. By now, six weeks had passed since Noonie's arrival. Usha was going to be back in Bangalore the next day. She told Noni on the phone, As soon as I reach Bangalore, I'm going to come to Somanahali and bring you back. I have really missed you. After Usha reached Bangalore, she called Aja and Aji and said, Shikhar and I will come to Somanahali the day after tomorrow. Will you please make sure that Noni is ready to leave by then? We will really miss Noni, but I think that she wants to We'll really miss Noni, but I think that you should ask her yourself about when she wants to return. Our village is in the midst of a temple excavation. Usha was surprised. I thought there was some minor archaeology work going on. Why is the whole village involved? I would love to see the excavation too. Noni heard everything but didn't know what to tell her parents. She didn't want to go back yet. After two days, Usha and Shekhar arrived at the village. As usual, Shekhar told his father, We are only here for half a day. We'll leave in the afternoon. Usha hurriedly went to look for Noni inside the house, but she couldn't find her anywhere. When she went to Aji's bedroom, she was startled to see that Noni had not packed her bags yet. Aji saw her disappointed face and suggested, Why don't you go and see Noni at the excavation site? Both Shekhar and Usha rushed to the site.
when usha saw noni she was very busy collecting garbage and putting it in a plastic bag when noni saw her mother her face lit up with joy she quickly washed her face and hands in a water tank nearby and ran towards her mother and hugged her usha said happily noni even though i was in delhi my mind was always here i really missed you i got you some nice dresses and some quiz books from delhi i also brought some gifts for your friends While talking to Noni, Usha's eyes fell on the structure and its stunning ornate steps. Oh my god, she exclaimed. I never thought that this would be so beautiful. Usha immediately walked across to Abdul Rashid to know more about it. After talking to Usha, Abdul Rashid came to meet Shekhar. They had a short conversation. And then Shekhar turned to Noni. "Go home and get ready, Noni. We have to leave for Bangalore in 2 hours." No dad I don't want to go back yet I want to stay until the excavation is complete please I want to see if the water that Ajit talked about in the story is actually there No nee come on it's just a story Then Shekhar asked Rashid Mr Abdul how much more time will the excavation take Hmm it's hard to say but about 3 more weeks Dad, Noni interrupted them. I have holidays for four more weeks, and I'm very happy here. Let me see the complete step plan and finish my holidays here. I promise I will come back as soon as it is done. By then, Usha had also joined them. She said, "Noni has worked very hard on this project. I don't mind staying here for a few days with her." Shekhar smiled and gave in to his wife and daughter. Days later, Abdul Rashid and his team traced the third temple of Lord Vishnu with his wife, Lakshmi. Vishnu was sleeping on a serpent and Lakshmi sat near his feet. The temple was called Anantashayana. <laughs> the story was on the uh, platform was a part of the Ramayana. Soon the tem- team uncovered the fourth temple. It was a temple of Ram and Lakshman and Sita. The next week it was the turn of the fifth temple dedicated to Hanuman. The sixth temple belonged to the 16-handed Durga. Lord Ganesha was in a dancing pose in the seventh temple. and the last temple had the statue of a goddess ganga by now two and a half weeks had already passed and the structure was ready for viewing there were eight beautiful temples in all and 21 steps from the garden from the ground to the bottom of the well but there was no water in the pond this was a step well without water so everyone came to the conclusion that whatever they had heard about this step well was true except for one small difference there were eight small shrines and not all of them were of lord shiva nuni asked abdul rashid amma says that lord ganesha is always first when it comes to initiating something new or special he is worshiped before any other god then why is he at the bottom of the step well in this case shouldn't he be on the top no nuni he replied since the water source is at the bottom the water will touch ganpati first Noni nodded. She finally understood the logic behind placing Lord Ganesha where he was. There were many inscriptions on the steps and the walls of the structure. Abdul Rashid translated the script loudly for everyone to hear. This great step well temple is built by King Somanayaka in 1000 CE. Hindu calendar date 922 of Shalivana Saka. Somanayaka believes in all the gods. The temple has taken 10 years to build with the cooperation of the best artisans in the land. The step well should only be used for the purpose of obtaining drinking water and on full moon nights the temple must be closed for repair and maintenance. 
Somanaika has donated hundreds of acres of land to seven several people. The entire stretch of land has been divided into seven equal parts. If someone takes over the property and does not give their duties, then they must return the property or else be subject to a punishment. King Somanaika has proclaimed, If somebody helps in the restoration of this temple in the due course of time, then I will be grateful that to them no matter what community they are from because they would have understood my spirit i will touch their feet from wherever i am i pray for such people to increase their population on mother earth while everyone was extremely happy to see the structure ajanaji were not they were actually disappointed and maybe even concerned about the lack of water according to them a well without water was like a tree without leaves a sky without the sun a night without the moon and stars why was this temple closed and a question echoed from the visitors logically i can tell you why but i'm not sure if it's the right explanation said abdul after a little bit thinking the temple the temple and the statues were intact which means that there was no foreign invasion here um i think there must have been a war another time and at that time this temple must have been very famous um then maybe the king might have been scared that his enemies would destroy the temple and so he covered it up with sand to avoid spoiling the artifacts inside and then cleverly he co- covered the top of the wall with mud to hide it completely i guess it was his way of protecting the structure he must have planned to reopen the temple after his enemies retreated but maybe that never happened because he lost the battle Over a period of time this incident became a story and as it got passed down from generation to generation it became less and less accurate that would explain the different folk stories about the temple the next day when abdul rashid disassembled a cow's face they saw a huge stone kept against an opening presumably to stop the flow of water he explained Somanaika's architect must have advised him to close the source of water before shutting the well completely. This was very sensible because without the water the well became dry and it was easy for them to fill it with sand and mud. The team cleaned the area around the source of the water and removed the stone carefully. At first the water was slow and muddy but within minutes it became clear. Within a few hours the water reached the bottom step of the well. One of the women wanted to drink the water and got the pot close to the bottom of the well. Immediately, Aji said, "Stop! Let's not drink any water before praying to the goddess Ganga, who is the mother of all rivers. Let's thank her for being here. Give the first glass of water to Rashid Sahib. He has done so much work for our temple." Aji grabbed a steel tumbler, filled it with water, and offered it to Abdul Rashid. He said a quick prayer. Be merciful on us Lord and on this temple and these people let the water here be a source of energy and inspiration let it flow in abundance without any constraints then he drank the water and said it is as sweet as coconut water Aji opened a cane basket lying on a chair by her side there were many gifts inside it she kept the basket in front of the goddess ganga attached it to the cow's head and turned to rashid In Karnataka we call this Marada Bagina it is given as an offering i take goddess ganga's blessings and give it to your wife this is a tradition and i hope that you will accept it rashid sahib abdul was speechless he bowed down humbly and took the basket the next tumbler of water was for noni suddenly she was nowhere to be found ever since the excavation started she was always helping in some way everyone was aware that it was the little girl's strong will that had helped to locate the stepwell Noni was called and she came running from the back of the site. 
though the water was neither boiled nor cooled, she drank without hesitation. Shankar Master added, This is pure water from the spring and passes through sand, which means that the natural filtration has taken place. Oh, it is sweeter than nectar! Noni repeated the lines from Aji's story. Everybody rejoiced and one by one all the women t- took a tumbler of water. That evening, the press was also informed and soon reporters started coming in. Initially, Abdul Rashid had not entertained them, but, but by now, he felt that the time had come for the country to know about their discovery. Hordes of people started interviewing Ajja, Hanumay Gavla, Shankar Master and Abdul Rashid and his team. But nobody forgot little Nuni and a band of friends. Everyone asked the same question. What made you boys and girls dig that day? All the children felt shy and hesitated to answer, but not Noni. She boldly said, Anybody who loves our village and believed in the existence of a steppel would have done the same. Aja thought that it was a very diplomatic answer. Shekhar was also interviewed. Within a day, the news of the excavation hit the daily newspaper of the state. Lots of photographs appeared in the media. Some enthusiastic volunteers also made a small guidebook for the structure. The Minister of Culture declared, it's a straight heritage site now and there will be a special bus from Bangalore to make it easier for visitors to get there. The news reached Delhi and even the Central Minister for Education showed an interest in giving the Steppel a special grant and allocating a budget. Soon, a new sign was painted at the entrance of Somanahali along with a small write-up about Somanaika and his teeth. The sign read, Please visit the beautiful Steppel architecture of the village and it was a wonderful time. And that's where the chapter ends. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye for now. I hope you liked this episode. But before we go, don't forget to leave a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. Bye for now. My voice, your ears.